What's up, guys? Welcome to the Free For All Podcast, your source for all things geek. I am your host, Evan Swaffer. With me, as always, Chuck Nally. Hello. Josh Barnett. Hola. Butterscotch man himself, Eric Crane. A Doyle rules. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, Billy Madison. Got a feeling your whole family's going down. A Doyle rules. A Doyle rules. No one really talks about how a bunch of kids die in that car wreck. Don't worry about it. And also how uh, one of those Doyles became president of the United States of America. Like the best. <laughs> well. Man. Peaches. Uh, well, we're going to keep talking about video games because video games only, folks. Um, we're going to talk about any mobile games real quick. What the fuck's Retro Bowl? Retro Bowl. <laughs> Retro Bowl. Retro Bowl is the best game. Um, it is Tecmo Bowl, uh, but in uh, like classic eight bit style um, uh, Tecmo Bowl. But it's even deeper than that because you can draft your own players. You can sign players as long as you have money on your salary cap. You can draft for players. Draft for draft picks. You can uh, people get injured and you can like cut them if you want to they've got coaches with like stars that you can sign uh to like a good contract if they've got more stars so your offense you got better offensive plays so this uh, is just football manager but no, you play it the games yeah you play it you you um so to pass you have to like uh click uh down with your thumb and then pull it back and then they'll run their routes, and you'll see like a little dotted line on where you're going to throw it. And depending on your quarterback's accuracy, he'll throw it wildly and get intercepted all the time, like my old piece of shit quarterback did. I cut his ass. Uh, as soon as I had enough in-game currency, I got me a new one. He's a black guy. <laughs> uh, but, like, you know, kicking right matters <laughs> – uh, like wide receiver catching and and uh defensive back strength, like all that stuff matters. And you you level up your characters as they like as your players play more, they get experience and get better speed, better. Like I mean, this is for anybody who listened to our award show way back in the beginning of the apocalypse. Um, I found it in the middle of the award show because I was like. There's tap sports baseball. Whatever happened to tap sports football for the one year, and it sucked. So I started searching for other football games, and I found Retro Bowl. And I did not realize Chuck was also playing it. But, yeah, I've played, like, six or seven full seasons. I've won the Retro Bowl, like, five times with the Carolina blank names. Um, it's pretty great. I have a lot of fun. New Orleans is always really hard to beat in our division. <laughs> Kansas City, I'm, I'm Denver. Uh, Kansas, because oh. when I – Atlanta wasn't available when I, I uh, downloaded this the first time, but they've updated it recently and added uh, roster spots and a bunch of other options. Oh, I haven't, haven't opened it in a week or two. Um, way too involved for what I want in a mobile game. No, you'll love it. You yeah. also do have to pay to have like full access, but it's only like a dollar ninety nine. No, you don't have to pay anything, Evan. It's perfectly fine. I haven't paid a dime, and it it's perfectly fine. Oh, really? Because um, it dropped me after like five games. Oh, no, I'm still playing. Right. It was just you, Josh. They were like, you owe us money. <laughs> um, uh, the reason why you'll love this game, Evan, a full four-quarter game lasts maybe four minutes. Because you don't play defense. It basically just sims defense for you. It goes by so fast. It's a perfect shit game. All like, right. Just go to the bathroom. You can play probably three games and then be perfectly satisfied. In all aspects. I'll try it out. Hey, speaking of Task Force Baseball, the entire FFA Holes clan is here. <laughs> Wait, is jo Josh doesn't play that anymore, does he? No, he's, not, he's not out of this. It's just me, you, and Eric. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you uh, the majority of the time I will ever spend in a Task Force game last year. I recently booted Patrick from the from the club since he hadn't been active in 77 days. Plus he's okay. full of little Debbie Donuts. <laughs> uh, that game's continued to be fun. There's really nothing new to talk about whatsoever, except for Eric has at least avoided doing all of the microtransactions this time. 
watching everything. Our free for all mobile game of the year, and we'll be done with it. I'm, yep. I'm just watching all the ads this year instead. There you go. That a boy. <laughs> Doing it the right way. Giving uh, them all the revenue. <laughs> Uh, let's talk about, uh, Josh, talk about Maneater. <laughs> yeah, Maneater. Uh, this is one of those games where the more I play it, the more fun I have. Like, it's not... I'm liking this. It's not the best made game in the world, but it's perfect to just, like, turn on a podcast, veg out, and just play endlessly as a shark. You're, so Maneater is basically Grand Theft Auto, but instead of, uh... A, a crime boss in any way or a criminal, you're just a shark who swims around and eats people. Um, it is a shorter game, but there's plenty of like additional stuff to do. Uh, you evolve and get bigger and like grow up as a shark more and more as you play the game. The more you level up, uh, once you visit these like underwater grottos that are like your home base, you're able to um, progress into a next stage of evolution and go from like a young shark to uh, adolescent to an adult and then eventually i guess an elder is going to be the next stage um there's more story than i maybe thought would be in this game the opening cutscene: you're actually playing your character's mother um you're the mama shark and you start off like learning all the moves and eventually you have to eat a bunch of uh, beach dwellers in this very basic louisiana ripoff and then a real Cajun like sounding uh, shark hunter comes up and the story is being told as though it were like a national geographic or like a true TV um, show about shark hunters. So there's like little sides and like little animations in the corner that are like new episodes every Thursday at 10 PM. And it's all told of this story. And basically in the first cutscene, he catches your mom uh, kills her and rips you out of her as you you were ready to be born and like tags you so that he can recognize you, but you get free by biting his hand off. Uh, and so the rest of the game, you like get these random cutscenes of him still being interviewed for this show with his dumbass son who is not meant to be a fisherman in any way whatsoever. And there's like that weird dynamic going on, uh, but he's out to get the shark that ate his hand basically. Um, it's fun. It's just dumb, mindless fun. This is way more in-depth than I thought Maneater would be. Uh, I've upgraded. I've got bioelectric teeth and fins. Now when I jump out of the water or dodge in the water, I use an electric charge. As you do more missions in each of the sections, you eventually lure out the apex predator of that area, and you have to kill them. So, like, I fought a giant, like, level 20 crocodile, uh, that was pretty hard to kill, and I fought. I want to say it was a barracuda that it was in like the richer part of the war, of the uh, city, and so it had a golf ball for an eye because it had gotten hit by so many uh, golf balls in the water. <laughs> uh, there are little signposts that you like can break underwater, and each one of them like initiates a little cutscene, and it's like a little diorama of like stuff in the world, but like all underwater, usually in, like some decomposed skeleton and a funny. Uh, area you find like underwater underwater tunnels that open up into water traps in the golf course and then like you can jump on land and flop around until you suffocate and get back in the water but eat people and i don't know it's really fun it's really stupid but it's really fun all right uh that's just not what i expected that was gonna come out of your mouth all that but okay uh and a very similar game uh eric talk to me about animal crossing <laughs> Uh, sorry. Um, Animal Crossing is exactly what it is and always has been a game about collecting all of it. Um, <laughs> so that's definitely a way to put it. Yeah. So, you know, you're a, you're a villager. You In this one, you go to an, uh, a deserted island. And instead of it being like an already established town that you fix up and build your house around, now you have to literally build your village from the ground up. Uh, you go around collecting all fossils, all the fish, all the bugs. You try to get the villagers you want to get. It's it's um, it's basically just a better polished Animal Crossing than has ever come out before. 
Uh, a lot of the times, um, the interactions that you have online are basically you just wanting to sell, um, you go to somebody's island to sell uh, things at a higher price because they posted it online. Um, but you can, you know, have a group of friends that you go to their islands and and uh, effectively, you know, have a like a, a close knit community where you have your town and somebody else's town and you travel back and forth and trade and hey, I caught two of these and, and you don't have those at all. Let me go to your island and I can just give you one. Uh, so, stuff like that. It's it's just it's the same old Animal Crossing, except for it's just more well-rounded, more polished, uh, prettier to look at because it's on a better system. It doesn't sound like Trump is president of the Animal Crossing world in the way you described that. But at the same time, I don't know, because uh, from my understanding, people get real meta with this shit. And there is a stock market, essentially, and like a black market for the way people exploit and price gouge the resources, right? Because you have like three different resources, I think, that you can have grow on your island, but they will be the only one of those three that grows. No, so so when you start up your island... When you start up your island, you have one of one type of fruit, uh, and then you can go to other people's island, and if if they're you know willing to sell it to you or or gift you different types of fruit, you can take that back and you can sell those types of fruit as well. But the stock market that you're talking about is a uh, locally owned named stock market because oh. what it is is um, a person <laughs> on Sundays from like uh, eight to noon. Uh, a person will show up on your island uh, selling turnips. And if you get a good price for turnips, you can buy just a shitload of turnips. And then on every other day, um, if you go into the store or whatever, they, you can ask them what the turnip prices are and they'll tell you. And it actually has this underlying uh, algorithm where it adjusts the turnip prices according to uh, different variation or variables that I, I, never wanted to look into what i've done uh to just get a crap load of cash is buy from that lady uh on sunday mornings for like 90 dollars they're called bills but basically 90 dollars a piece uh and then which is ridiculous for a turnip but uh you buy a crap load of turnips (laughs) (laughs) i love chuck's response to that that was great and then and then if you go on uh like the the Animal Crossing subreddit or the Animal Crossing New Horizons subreddit, um, there's a bunch of people that post, you know, hey, my, uh, they're, some people call them nooklings, they're, they're, they're tiny uh, raccoons, and you, uh, uh, they're like, hey, my nooklings are selling for 600 bells, or buying for 600 bells, so you can essentially buy for 90 bells and sell for 600 and, you know, turn... 400,000 bells into 2 million bells in 10 minutes if you have the time to sit down and go to somebody else's island. And all, all that is to say that's to help you build a better house and build Correct. a better town and Correct. everything else. For, for you uh, to, that's for economics you to, 101, folks. Correct. Trickle down. Yeah. All you have to do is go to other worlds to uh, get more money. <laughs> I will say, as much as I've given Animal Crossing just tons of shit in my life, because it's not a game that's spoken to me, people do cool shit in it. Um, a lot of the Mario Maker streamers and stuff that I watch have like banded together, and they did a whole series of uh, Animal Crossing Survivor. Yeah. Where they all went to like islands like once a week or whatever, and they played up like just regular Survivor, where they have like challenges and alliances and stuff like that. I mean, it's one of those games that's open enough that people have the ability to make their own fun in it, which is really what that game is intended. I've personally never found the fun in it, but all jokes and bashing aside, like people love that game. The, love it. The the thing that intrigues me the most is not the not the collecting part of it, even though I, I do find some solace in, in just sitting down and mindlessly looking for, you know, fish that I'm missing or a fossil that I'm missing. The thing that intrigues me the most is being able to design just uh pretty much anything uh, they added a new uh, uh, sort of web designer, not 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 designing a web page, but like a a way that you can make a design and then post it 
and other people can download your design. So you can, there's a bunch of people have made, you know, rock paths that aren't in the actual game, but you can download the designs and put them on the ground and make it look like you have a rock path from your house to the, your backyard or something like that. And, uh, and, and people, you know, make jerseys for the different teams that they like and stuff like that. And, oh, uh, wrestling rings. The uh, yeah the the thing that uh, I I've actually there's one there's a Twitch streamer that I uh, watch Ross O'Donovan uh, he he got really into it and he made his entire house area which is like one eighth of the island up in the right corner he made that entire area look like the uh, uh, like the I don't Miami 1980s aesthetic where it's like black with like neon blue and red uh, like how the like Miami Heat have their third jerseys or whatever right it, it uh it it was really awesome he put the entire ground it looked like a grid layout uh he put he put a bunch of like uh ground lights that only had the certain colors he made his house attached to that same color and just like found all these different items in the game to just add to the aesthetic of that and I, that, that's something that I never would have thought of. I, you know, looking at the game, I'm like, all right, I can make my house look nice by putting a grill outside and putting a, uh, like a wind-up hose and make it look like a house and put a fence around it. And I look at his stream, and I, oh, he's just completely destroyed the whole area with uh, 80s vibe, and it just looks awesome. It's it's Nintendo's variation of The Sims or Minecraft. Yeah, it's just what it is. That works. Yeah, it sounds. Cool, not for me, but it does sound pretty cool. Uh, Chuck, talk to me about Delivers to the Moon. This game intrigues me. Uh, Delivers to the Moon is um, essentially it's a first person and third person. It switches depending on what you do. Um, walking sim, more or less. Like, like optional, or it, it'll manually force you first and third. No, it'll it'll force you into first or third person. There's you start off. Um, uh, first person, and then when you walk outside, you're third person, and you have to launch your spaceship up to the moon. And then when you get inside of the moon base, all the gravity's off, and um, it goes back to first person. Um, so there's puzzles and stuff like that. The real thing is the story. It's a dystopian future where Earth has burned up all its resources, so they're sending people to the to the moon to get power like surge back to earth and you're tasked with go or going up to the moon to figure out why the power got turned off um, because there is a sandstorm coming that is going to like destroy everything so um so far it's been uh pretty interesting i'm i'm obsessed with uh grabbing all the the story elements which of course is achievements as well so um and you can you can die running out of air in certain spots, or um, uh, something's about to launch. There's one scene where uh, you're trying to do something, and something messes up, and the entire side of the space station explodes, and you get sucked out into air into space. And so you have to use your jetpacks, uh, release your oxygen in order to like use it as a jetpack to go through like all this debris to get back to the space station. And on your way there, if you don't pick up these little oxygen canisters, you'll run out of air and like die in space. Um, so it's it's very interesting. my style of game. So what? This sounds like my style of game. Yeah, I think you would like it. It's like Talos Principle, but like good. Ah <laughs> uh, man, you know what was not good? Tacoma. Oh, that's what I meant. Sorry. I knew what you meant, and I wanted to make sure the world knew Tacoma was bad and the people that made it sucked. <laughs> and I was pissed about that. Anyways. Uh, it's on Game Pass Free Play. Uh, I've probably put about three hours into it so far, and I, I feel like I'm about halfway through. Speaking of Game Pass and leaving Earth, uh, has anyone else played Journey to the Savage Planet? Not yet. yet. Uh, it's a really fun, like, great time killer. It's just a puzzle game that's got a lot of good humor. Uh, you're, like, just trying to get off Earth. You kind of make you make it to another planet, and they're just basically sending anyone that they can get their hands on, and they're like, you're desperate here. And you go on this super dangerous mission that most people die. You land there. You find 
you just have to find the mystery of this ran- random planet. You're trying to find planets to colonize, and one of the, uh, there's been other people make it there. You're trying to find them, what went wrong, and solving like what all's going on with this island. There's not a lot to it. It's not even super long. I've only played like an hour and a half. Um, there's a lot more after that, but it's not a super long game, and it's not hard. The puzzles so far aren't super difficult, but there's some nice little puzzles. It's mainly just exploring, and there's a lot of uh, material to read. There's a lot of like videos when you have to go back to your ship and watch that are like really funny. Uh, there's some really good humor in that game. Um, I think it's a fun one to check out if you're looking for you know a few hours to kill. Uh, what is moving out? <laughs> moving out's another Game Pass game. I thought I'd give it a shot while I was waiting on everybody to. Uh... Actually, I was waiting on you for Streets of Rage. Okay. Um, it's a game, it's real, real, real stupid, but it's a lot of fun. Uh, fast paced. Essentially, you're playing as a person who is trying to get things out of people's house and put them in a moving truck. But uh, the things that uh, aren't part of what you're supposed to move don't matter. So it gets, the entire house gets destroyed. And you're trying to like grab like a couch and like work it. it you can actually play it uh, couch co op. And it's a lot easier to move a couch with two people. But, like, just trying to drag it out through the house and uh, you're knocking over lamps and breaking windows and throwing things into pools. And sometimes you'll get attacked by a dog or just a random turkey one time uh, for me. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's, just, it's just stupid fun. You can play it for five, ten minutes and just kind of kill some time. There's like hidden objectives in there. Like one was um, uh, kick a soccer ball into a uh, um, a soccer goal in the back of a yard, but the ball's like inside the house. You'll get an achievement for it, that kind of thing. That sounds fun. Did you all also just freeze, or was it only me? Just you, buddy. Oh, yep. Okay. You suck. Uh, that. Chuck, say it again. No, you talk about, you take your broke-ass internet and you talk about Jay and Silent Bob Mall Brawl. This will take ten seconds. Uh, this is Bad Dudes, but in Morass. Uh, you play as Jay or Silent Bob, both at one time. As one dies, you can play the other or swap, and you can eventually bring them back by playing better. Um, it is the most basic two-button attack action game out there, but done in 8-bit style. Uh it's a lot of fun, but it's also really hard, and I've only beaten one level. Holy it's like shit! On the Switch. I'm not gonna buy that. No, you shouldn't. You, there's no online co-op. It's a fun enough game. I supported it because I like Jay and Son Above, and I like Kevin Smith stuff. But it is by no means a game that I feel like anybody should spend any additional, like, significant time in. Is it a Switch I was, exclusive? I believe it is. Yes, I was hoping for more from the game. Unfortunately. It's still not bad, but I was definitely hoping for more. We do love mall rats. Uh, it's the best. Trey is stupid and wrong. Fuck you, Trey. Uh, all right, there's five, we got three more things to talk about. All pretty good sized games. Uh, let's talk about some Call of Duty Warzone. Uh, me and Eric played a lot of this. Chuck's played a little bit yeah. of this, and uh, Josh has not played this. No, I don't play battle royales. There you go. Um, I became weirdly kind of obsessed with this game. I, uh, I suck, um, but I don't suck as much as I do at other Battle Royale games. I don't usually like Battle Royale. Uh, I know Eric's more into it. I know he, you were really into Apex, uh, especially. Yeah, definitely. Um, I really like this. I think it's because I've grown up a Call of Duty fan, so it, it plays, not the strategy of a Battle Royale, but the game and kind of the way the movement just is very Call of Duty. Um, so I think it kind of helped integrate me. And I have loved it. I watch people, I watch streamers, I watch like Stone Mountain every day, just trying to watch and see what else going on and how I can get better. Um, and I don't, but I watch and try. <laughs> and that's all that matters is that you're trying. Yeah, we, we uh, Chuck, I wouldn't even start it, but Chuck was like, hey, download, it's free, so we can get on and play a multiplayer game. This was like three months ago. Um, Chuck doesn't play anymore because Activision hates him. Is somebody listening to something? 
No. Oh, I am. <laughs> uh, yeah, right there. Uh, yeah, yeah, I like this game quite a bit uh, until Activision's like, no, fuck you, you can't play crossplay. And then I'm like, okay, I got other stuff to play. But I had a, I had a good time. I played with uh, my son Trey for a while and then Evan for a while. Uh, it was fun, fun to watch Boone get lost every now and again, uh, run off and get killed real easy. But the man uh, just wanders away. It's just what he does. It's what he does. You're right. But yeah, it's a, it's a good enough time. Um, I like it better than Fortnite. Maybe not as much as Apex, but I'm I'm terrible at Apex. Like I can at least kill people in this game. I feel competitive. I don't just have to hide for thirty minutes. Gotcha. The uh, I it's everything I wanted PUBG to be. Um, the I think since PUBG was the first battle royale that I played or or. I don't even know which one was the first one that existed, but uh, I, I equate everything to it. You know, is this better? Is this better gameplay? Is this better graphics? Is this uh, is this e- like you know easier to kill people? What's the strategy on all these? And it's everything I wish PUBG was. It it has um, really polished, like you said, controls uh, and you know, like Call of Duty. I mean, that's they've been working on a multiplayer every year for ever now it seems right the, the 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 this there's only one major complaint that i have and it's the sound of the game the like your teammates footsteps could be just in your ear and you can't hear people creeping up on you or if you're playing solos you still won't hear somebody creep up on you or even if they're not creeping up and they're running full blaze at you or you know somebody could be laying into somebody with a light machine gun, I don't know, 1,700 yards away, but it sounds like they're in the next building over. And it just, yeah. it, it distracts me and throws me off every every game, it feels like. The sound design is not great. Every time there is some type of, like, flyover uh, uh, kill streak going on, it is, you can hear nothing else in the world. Correct. It just blasts your eardrums with... Just no. I do like it a lot. I do like how they've integrated it into the main game's multiplayer as far as uh, like the weapons you unlock. Uh, you you can rank up as far as your customization, but they rank up not just by playing Warzone, but you can play regular Call of Duty multiplayer, in which I'm much better at. Yeah. Uh, great still, but just much better at that because it's more what I'm used to, and I can rank guns up faster. I thought that was smart by them. Um, I really love Gulag. I don't think another one, at least that I've ever played, has ever no, done something you, like Gulag, where once you die, you know, the game's not over. No, you could be revived in other battle royales. Uh, when Apex came out, they like brought that uh, aspect into it, and Fortnite adapted it. And uh, I think during the development of Blackout, you could do that as well. But yeah. the um, but but the Gulag is definitely brand new. It, it gives you the ability to win yourself back into the game, you know, at no cost if you're good enough 1v1. Yeah, and then your teammates can still bring you back in. So technically you can, you know, live however many lives as long as your team's doing well. Um, it's nice. I've actually won one because I was playing with you and Jordan, and you're pretty good, and Jordan's awesome. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, uh, so I was like, oh, God, I got to see what it was like to win one. Uh, that probably won't happen again. Um, but it's definitely really fun. I really enjoy it. Um, it's been a huge hit for Call of Duty. I think making it free to play was a really big deal. They're making a ton of money off the seasons. Uh, I like that. I like that they're going the Fortnite route and making like story content in there, like for the reveals. Like the bunkers have recently opened up. The phone started ringing, um, and they're just slowly revealing stuff about the future of the game, and they'll slowly change stuff. It's it's a cool thing that they're doing. Yeah, they're taking a page out of Fortnite's book with that, with uh, with adding story to a battle royale, which seems silly because it's literally just dropping in, killing, and then getting out, and hopefully you win. But like, but hey, Captain at, Price is coming. Correct, and everybody who's a Call of Duty fan or Modern Warfare fan, I guess, is probably going to be buying the battle pass and trying to get him as a playable character. That's what I did for season two. As soon as I saw it was Ghost, I was like, "Yep, I'm buying that." Yep. Hard. Yeah, I I do want price. Uh, I do like that they've kind of it's been such a hit for them, like way more so than Blackout was. That like it seems like Warzone is just going to continue. Like 
if you buy the new Call of Duty, it doesn't matter. Like, it'll just have Warzone attached to it, and they'll just keep expanding. Because Warzone's technically still in beta status, so this will be a thing that goes on for a while. That seems like what all Battle Royales are doing. Is yeah, I don't think any Battle beta. Royale has ever actually been released. <laughs> They're all in beta. That's not a bad point. Uh, Josh, let's talk about... Um, Let's talk about Doom. Um, I know you've beaten it. Um, I got a late start on it. Um, I'm about a third of the way through, uh, and that hurts me because I really I'm gonna try and finish it before uh, Last of Us. Um, yeah. But, um, you might have some trouble. <laughs> um, yeah. My feelings on Doom Eternal are both incredibly positive and really frustrated. Um, the game is great. It plays fantastic. Uh, the mobility and the just feel of that game is fantastic. I don't know why I didn't get into Doom 2016, but I just didn't. Um, this is a lot of fun. I think the game, maybe two-thirds of the way through, starts to really overstay its welcome. Uh, personally, I feel like... Too long? Too long. The levels are too long. Um, you start getting into just overly complex and complicated long fights with a million of the hardest enemies possible that, um, you know, it's not unbearably hard. It's just annoying. It's like, all right, this is the fifth parademon or whatever the fuck they're all called that I fought in this one corridor fight. And each of them takes like three to five minutes to take down because I've got to take their armor down in a specific way. And I'm, you know, running around and I'm never stopping. I know that's the way that you win in the game, right? But at the same time, I just think that maybe they went a little overboard with the trying to be as difficult as possible. And they lost the plot of like some of the level design, in my opinion, is not great toward the end. I love the game. It's a lot of fun. I literally spent an hour and a half on one section fight because I couldn't figure out what was the guy I had to kill to actually progress. I used all of my extra lives that I had found. I used all of my uh, ammo. I had to like just run around all, you know, ultra killing or whatever the hell it's called. I can't remember right now. Uh, everybody I possibly could to try and get it. And it turns out there was one guy that I just didn't see in the 50 enemies on screen at one time that had like a shield that was a guy you had to kill to progress the story. And I swear to God, like I had so much progress going in and it just hit a dead stop. And then after that, it was like a really complicated try and find the small button somewhere in the middle of the map. Um, it was just, it was a really frustrating level as a whole. And it made playing the end of that game really difficult. Plus, in my opinion, the final boss is ridiculous. And if I hadn't put it on easy and hadn't died 15 times to where it gave me super armor that made me essentially unkillable, <laughs> I would never have beaten that game. That game had mercy on you. It literally did. It was like, listen, yeah. died enough to where we're just going to suggest you put on the baby armor, in which case I stood in the middle of the map and just unloaded on the enemy until I won. I didn't even try and dodge anything. I will beat that game on normal just so I can do that. It, it, uh, fine. There are people who are. I, I am not too prideful to say there are people way better at video games than me, and especially in that particular type of game. I just think that they took what was an amazing game to start with, and I love so much about it, and they just overdid it by like a smidge, fifty percent at the end, which is disappointing. When we, when we talk about polish shooting, I mean there is just no better. Like Doom is so smooth, man. Oh, insane how good that game feels, and like. You talk about never stopping. The shooting is perfect. Um, it's just so fast. And this time, you're not only doing your gore kills to get your uh, ammo. You're doing uh, your flame cannon and setting people on fire to get armor dropped. Like, it's just constantly something. And there's a strategy to the madness going on to make sure you're constantly loaded on ammo, health, all that stuff. And it's so much fun. I do agree that the levels are weirdly long in this one like it takes like i have to commit to like two to three hours to make sure i beat a level yeah it's um, and there are like 16 chapters yeah it's long um i so i kind of get your point on that doom 2016 was long but this one's even longer 
I did really love the addition of like your hub homeworld. Um, and uh, the, ship, the ship is great. The ship is amazing. It's huge. It has all these like hidden levels to it, and you can unlock, which it all gives you like bonuses. You can unlock like cheat codes for the game that way. Um, it, all your collectibles go there. It's really fucking cool. I got like I spent an hour just wandering around the ship. Um, I do like they made more of an effort to make the story just matter somewhat because 2016, I don't think anyone can even tell you what happened in that story. Oh, a lot of people love the story of 2016. I, I don't know it, but a lot of people love that story. I, I follow this story for a damn. Like I tried, I was like, I don't know anything that's happening, but I got to go kill this guy. So I'm going to go. I'm kind of weirdly into this story. I like it. So, um, it's a great game. I got into it a little too late because I had a delay, and then I got weirdly obsessed with Call of Duty. And I get your point because I have trouble starting it sometimes because I'm like, I've only got 45 minutes to probably go play games, and I can't go beat a level in 45 minutes on Doom at this point. So I'm going to play Streets of Rage for the seventh time. Yeah, because uh-huh. there are there are some games that that's the intent, right? Like, that is just the way the game plays, and it's how the game feels good and everything else. Uh, this not it doom doesn't feel like that game for me it's fast paced you're moving at all times and yes there's a total strategy and you have to use all those systems to be efficient you can't just you can't be like oh i don't like the flame cannon so i'm never going to do that i don't need my armor anyway you have to yeah you'll die (laughs) um and so like it's beautiful and like it's weird that i played it at the because it came out at the same time as ori but like the mobility in that game feels like that level of a platformer just in first person and in like smaller sections and corridors. Um, I just, I, like I said, I wish that they had cut maybe half of each of those levels off um, or, you know, maybe focused a little less on the giant enemies that take forever and ever and ever to kill. Right. Right. I do uh, like the point system though. And like knocking bits of the weapons and stuff off um, to like, Weaken your enemies. I, I actually really liked that. Yeah, no, I do. It, it has some little systems that I really enjoyed. Uh, I, I overall really like everything about it, but I get your point. It, it may be in a game that's all about speed or, and, you know, all, you know, quickness that there's, it weirdly takes a long time to do some stuff. That's a huge. Um, but uh, I do. Really love that game. I would give it a very high score. Yeah. Um, anyways, man, it got really fucking hot in my office for some reason. My AC keeps kicking on and off, and it's just like, just stay on. <laughs> oh, it's not 97 in your apartment this week? No. Um, well, that's good news. Uh, Chuck's having uh, technical difficulties. Uh, and that's not great. Uh, but we uh, will continue motoring on. Um, let's talk about Minecraft Dungeons, which sucks because Chuck can't hear us because these are the Dungeon Dudes. We have our, our four-player co-op going on right here. Uh, this game's awesome. Yes, it is. It's so fun. It, it perfectly scratches that like Diablo itch that I have wanted in a game in a, for a long time. Um, this game is awesome. <laughs> I was excited when they first announced it. I thought every trailer looked fantastic. I was hoping that it was good, and especially being on Game Pass and being able to just download it and play. Um, I love this game. I really enjoy Minecraft uh, originally, and so the aesthetic of Minecraft with a dungeon crawler just seemed something that I would enjoy, and playing it is even better than I had imagined. But, you know, Playing it, I just all I want to do is. Hey, play it. Here. hey, Chuck came back. Playing it, all, right. I, all I want to do is collect all the unique gear, all of it. That's all I want to do. I uh, so I've never played, really played Diablo. Uh, I had Diablo three uh, that I bought on PlayStation because Trey wanted to play, and then he never got on, uh, literally ever. Um, so I played a little bit uh, of that, uh, but that's my only experience with Diablo. I've never played Minecraft. Uh, the only Minecraft I ever played was Minecraft Story Mode, which is the Telltale game. Um, and, uh, you know, Ruben for the win, always. Ruben! Never forget. <laughs> um, 
So I didn't really know what to expect. I think it looked really fun seeing the chaos on screen and like the trailers and like how much was happening. And the thought of just having a four player co-op game with my friends is always fun. Um, I still didn't expect to have as much fun as I have. Uh, I like, I wish after this, it wasn't a weeknight where we could all get on and play. Um, I'm down. I've really, really enjoyed it. It's really fun. Um, it's not hard. Um, although, like, it's not just a breeze through. We've all died. Um, Evan, we've all died. Listen, uh, that was fucking comedy gold, and we were all dead anyways. And, and I also thought that you guys were right fucking behind me. You weren't. Nobody thinks that we're right behind you when they yell Leroy Jenkins, you fucking liar. <laughs> I, I thought Eric's speech was over. <laughs> he it said, oh, guys, and you went, Leroy Jenkins, and jumped. <laughs> he wasn't even done talking. <laughs> Sentence one wasn't out. <laughs> I just sat there and stared at the screen for like three minutes without saying a word afterward. For context to the listeners, we had made it to the very final boss of the actual story of this game, and it's we were just getting our ass kicked, and we were on our last life. And if, if I have a complaint about this game, it's when you load back in, the boss was still just going fucking apeshit. Like, he never pauses. You yeah, know? he was attacking nobody, but he was going. Yeah, I landed in the middle of a beam, and I was immediately dead. And I was like, oh, shit. But, yeah, we made it all the way there. It was a really long level. And then I, Eric was coming up with strategy, and I thought we were about to run in, and I thought I'd be <laughs> funny. And so I was like, let's just fucking do this. It's late. And so I said, Leroy Jenkins and jumped in and I just died so fast. Like, like world record fast. Uh, a player has been downed, popped up on the screen and all three of us were like, oh, shit. And so we jumped up there and it was immediate for all three of us as well. We just I, all went kaput. I will say the thing that I really like that these kinds of games don't normally have is actually like the team life system. Like, I like that you can't just endlessly play and have no consequence to it. Um, it. It makes strategizing and going through the levels mean something more than just like, oh, well, we, we have to restart, or we don't have to restart our run. We could just revive and, and start playing again on, all at once. Like, the fact that there's a revive system where there, you know, sometimes is in those kinds of games, but it's minimal, and you can always, like, go back to town and, like, jump back in and rejoin. Uh, this one you can't. Once your entire team wipes, you've got three uh, shots at your dungeon, basically, and then once that's done, you got to go back, and you don't lose your gear or anything. You don't lose your progress, but you have to start the, you know, whole dungeon over again. And speaking of long levels like we did with Doom, uh, these dungeons are not short in any way, so it makes making more than one run harder to do unless you're progressing in the game. So I actually really like that consequence to it. Yeah, and you got to go back through and uh, just play it regardless just to get the gear. I mean, we're not going to beat that final boss unless we're a better level. Not at that... uh, Not at the difficulty level that we're on? Yeah. Which I, I like that. And I mean, that's why I, you know, have spent so many hours in Diablo 2 and, you know, a decent amount in Diablo 3 as well. It's like, I love that loot grind and I love going for the specialty items. And like, anytime a game has a loot system like this, like, that's why I got so into Destiny for quite some time. Um, you know, all, all of that kind of shit, just like going for the best possible gear or the sets of gear in certain games and stuff like that is just like it's a it's like a level of crack in video games that i just can't get rid of like i can't break it's really really fun i didn't get it i didn't expect to get as wrapped up in it as i as i did um but yeah i really i look forward to playing it all the time i hope it's one that we can kind of continue playing throughout the year like even as big games come out when we want to all have a multiplayer night we can all hop on dlc uh, you can yeah. Yeah, and you can create multiple characters, so, like, we can all keep characters that are around the same, so if you want to go play with other guys, or if you want to go play by yourself, you can create other characters, uh, and, uh, you know, that way, as a, like, if you've got a group you play with, you can always kind of have a character where you do everything together, and, it, and that's nice, and it's also, you know, it takes a while to get, like, completely out-leveled of other people. Um, I would it, say my one complaint is not having a trading system. 
Do most games like this have a trading system? Pretty much all of them do. Yeah. Being able to trade between characters or having like a stash, like a chest in the camp where you would be able to put items and they can be transferred from character to character. Um, some of the unique items that I found, I would I hate to dismantle, but you kind of have to because that's also how you get your enchantment points back so you can put them into your new weapons and stuff like that. I wish that I could disenchant them and like get my enchantment points back um, and maybe there was a cost to doing that, like emeralds or something like that, but then be able to like transfer my items from character to character so I could have like there's a desire to go and create new characters. We might see something in like like that in the updates. Like I said, there's DLC coming in July. Um, I do like that there are four like extra dungeons that you uncover. Um, I've seen three. Have we played the fourth one, or have any of you played uh, the? I've I've played the fourth one. The fourth one is called Under Halls, and it's underneath High Block Castle. Which we beat High Block Castle. That's the second yeah. level. Right. We just didn't unlock the the Under Halls. We've got the other three unlocked. Otherwise, yeah. I think I think Under Halls, the ability to unlock Under Halls, is one hundred percent. I think it's always there. So we just didn't know what to look for. But I looked it up and saw it, and so I know how to get it. And I've gotten it on both my characters, and we can go back and get it for you guys too. Yeah, once we beat it, we can do the secret cow level. Yeah. Oh, I'm in for that. That just sounds fantastic. So uh, that's, That is a Diablo throwback, by the way. Uh, Diablo 2, you could unlock the secret cow level, and it's how you got some of the best gear in the game. And uh, there is one that you can access through the camp as well in this game. So I'm, like, really excited about that. So as I mentioned, I'm not a Minecraft dude. Is it a Minecraft thing, the whole night thing because i really like night like if the character gets down like night starts and like it, the game gets way fucking harder yes yeah, so anytime, anytime it's nighttime in minecraft more villains come out and certain other villains only come out at night that's yeah. where the zombies come out the skeletons stuff like like i mean it's, yeah it's, it's actually all of it the, so the 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 illagers that you see the guys with the axes and the guys with the bull heads in, the, in this game uh, they're, they're, they're in Minecraft. They go around, they're called raiders. Um, uh, and then the, uh, like skeletons, zombies, spiders, creepers, they spawn in dark places. So when the cover of night happens, the, you know, it, it's set up in Minecraft to where it, if a block has a certain dimness to it, it has the ability to spawn uh, you know, uh, a a zombie skeleton, creeper, spider, what have you. So it, that's what happens when multiple people get downed is it just continually spawns those things in Minecraft Dungeons and just makes and just just covers your screen and bad guys for you to to defend or, or try starts, to pick your guy up. It acts at you when it yeah. causes like a, a a sense of urgency to go help your friends and it you know it. Also, I think there's several times that we would have probably beaten if we could have just been like, oh, he's dead, just leave me, you guys continue what you're doing, and it'd be the same difficulty. You probably could have beaten it and got us through the level on a couple of times, but the fact that we were like, oh, shit, we all have to get him up because the game's about to get unbeatable. Yeah. Um, I, I really like that element of the game. So that bat that comes down and swoops in and starts destroying your health uh, after the night has or uh, come for like 30 seconds, I think the timer is. Yeah. Um, yeah, so in actual Minecraft, what happens is you, if you don't sleep in the game, you can only sleep at night, uh, but if you don't sleep in the game for, I think, three or more days, you start getting attacked by those things. So it, it's basically, in Minecraft lore, I guess, it's like your 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 nightmare, your, like brain is is basically hurting you and so that's what that bad is that bad is just making everything just way worse i i really like this game i look forward to playing this for i hope they continue to add to it and i hope we continue to play this I mean, uh, two moment of the year category or two moment of the year nominees between that and uh when you leroy jenkins does and then when chuck prepared me to save my TNT for the final fight in the second to last level and I held it for like 10 minutes and then accidentally threw it in the wrong direction and did nothing aside from blow up Eric's llama. And my, all here is my fucking llama. 
<laughs> I was so upset. And the, my immediate thought was the uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine episode where he's like, my fluffy boy. You, was, if you had said it like that, it hadn't been as funny. You just monotone so pissed my off. Llama. My fucking llama. You killed my llama. Which is great because all you had to do is hit B and spawn a new one. I know, but I was so attached to that one specifically. His name he was Roger. He had been alive for a long time. Well, uh, you're also forgetting when we got the giggles after uh, we were in camp and heard the uh, villagers go, <laughs> uh, Me and Evan could not stop fucking laughing. It's, I, it's cause I like uh I asked a question and then Evan responded by going, huh. And then both you and him couldn't stop giggling. Oh, uh, I'd play it right now once we're done recording if anybody else was up. I uh, have to go to bed. It's a work night, sir. Yeah, that's a good employee right there. I hear thirty six uh, olds are known for rebounding. Yeah, I was a little drunk that night. Um does uh anyone else have anything that they need to add? Thank you guys for having me on again. Yeah, buddy. Um, since Eric's on, I would like to say at least one time that Bloodborne sucks. No! <laughs> so, I don't really understand. Sephiroth is from the future. His name is Sephiroth, okay? Uh, thank you for listening, guys. Uh, I do want to end. Uh, I actively try to avoid politics for all of us on the show because that's not what you come here come for escape. But I do think I speak for everyone on the Free For All podcast that we would like to end with saying that Black Lives Matter and that we fully support what's going on and that I hope uh, the last few hours have been a escape uh, for you uh, from just the constant news grind and what's been a really rough year, I think, for everybody. Uh, but uh, it could be as... Uh, for uh, white dudes, I know it could be a lot rough for us in the world uh, if we weren't blessed to be where we are and uh, what we're doing. Um, and that we would, uh, I again, I think I, I'm speaking for everyone. I didn't talk to everybody, but I know how you guys feel. We're all friends that uh, uh, we fully support this and that I hope uh, things in this world get better. Yeah, bring about change. Yep. Well, I got, what is it all worth? That'll do it for us. Uh, we'll see you uh, next week. Thanks, everybody. Thank you for listening to Free For All, your source for all things geek. We just wrapped up another episode, but we're not done. Stay tuned for more episodes when we make our return next week. Don't forget to subscribe to the show on iTunes and rate and review us, too. That's the best way for new folks to find our show. You can also find us on the Google Play Store, Stitcher, or your favorite podcasting app. Don't forget that you can now subscribe to our YouTube channel to watch the show as we record, and you can catch our live streams on the Free For All Facebook page. Also, feel free to tweet us at FFA Podcast to keep in touch. Thanks again, everyone, and we'll see you next time. I will say that somebody, one of my neighbors has a Wi-Fi connection called Bill Clinternet. Oh, my God. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's pretty good. It is good.